0: Hello residents of Meeple Town, this is Dean,
1: Johnny Springtime,
0: and today we're going to be talking about some games we've been playing lately, then we're going to be doing some throwback reviews looking at Stone Age and Istanbul. So thanks for joining us for episode number 12.
1: Maple Town if you were here right now you would see Dean once again in his Michigan sw- whoa what's happening right now he's ripping off the Michigan sweater like a wrestler and he has a Michigan hat on but but he's eating it he's eating his hat and if you listen to our last episode you would know why he's ripping his Michigan sweater and why he's eating his hat why are you doing those things Michigan lost. Michigan lost. And Tennessee and, lost, too. So and, I'm ripping my Tennessee shirt. And every other team
0: that I had making it far <laughs> in the bracket. Uh, what a bust for my bracket this year. I came in not first place. If you don't come in first place in your bracket, it doesn't matter. So
1: Second place is the first loser. I don't believe that, actually. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, I did eat my hat, as it were. Do you know why I said that?
0: Yes. Because I messed up my phrases I, I don't even remember
1: what I was trying to say. It was uh, eat. I think you were trying to say, like, eat my shorts or something like No, it like wasn't that, eat my right? shorts.
0: It was like, I'll, like, eat your words. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. Meepletown. go ahead and go on to the Guild you or think... Twitter and remind us what we said last episode. Or what Dean said. <laughs> to, to hence he used the phrase, eat my hat. There actually is a phrase, I'll eat my hat. Yeah. Yes. If, <laughs> if people, don't... I just teed you up to actually come back and make something of it. If and I'm not everyone's just, favorite host, then I'll eat
0: my hat. That's there the, you
1: go. <laughs> it's a display of confidence in a particular outcome. Yeah, I'm confident. You're you're confident that you are the most favorite host. <laughs> we talk about board games on here. And we will do that with our poll from last week. Yep. How about that? Yeah. Actually, one thing I'm going to go ahead and... I guess you already spilled the beans whenever you did the intro, but we did do a poll to ask you, since we're doing a throwback episode, Uh, what um, game you all want us to do. And so, number one was Istanbul. So we will be reviewing Istanbul on this podcast. And then we actually could have picked anything, because we were just going to... pick whatever since that's how we did the last one but yeah. this time we decided to go ahead and choose one of the ones that tied for second place so i had put on there if you didn't see the poll seven wonders istanbul stone age dominion istanbul wins and so out of dominion and stone age we decided to go with stone age so this episode we'll, talk, we'll be reviewing istanbul and stone age if you want to participate get on our twitter account and pay attention because every like what a couple months i think dean we're gonna do these throwback episodes
0: yeah we'd like to because it, sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the new hotness um but the truth is there's some really good games that are still
1: available that yeah. have been out
0: for years and years and we want to highlight those uh, on occasion
1: so. we do and i enjoy listening to people like you know Rotto or tom or any of those guys like if I, I can go back and watch some of their older ones and be like i wonder what they thought about that game it's kind of fun. And yeah. it's fun to like sit there and argue with them. Like, you idiot. That's what you thought about Istanbul? Yeah, I would never call anyone an idiot. That's what but happens. That's... I'm thinking of people uh, responding to me and my thoughts on games. <laughs> that's whether probably... they agree or disagree. That's probably right. Anywho, I did another poll based on our last episode. And I put some of the small box games that we uh, talked about on our top five list. And I said, out of the following, which small box game do you prefer? And I'm going to say this, Meeple Town. You guys did not come to the to the table on this vote. We did not have very many votes on this, so I was a little disappointed. This was probably our least voted upon thing. Does that mean that no one likes our choices, Dean? <laughs> it
2: that might, might be the case. Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, some of the ones that that
0: uh, uh, some people had thrown out and in, in the in the Board Game Geek guild and mm-hmm. on that um, on that poll were some good options for sure.
2: Yeah,
1: maybe I should have. Maybe we should do some things where I'll do a poll with like this, and then do another one with uh, Town folks, their options. Yeah. That's a good idea. I just h- had a light bulb there. Anyways, we did Fleet, Innovation, Oh My Goods, Hive Pocket. Whenever I did my top five, my number one was Innovation. Oh My Goods was number three, I think. Dean's number one was Fleet. And was Hive Pocket your number two? Yes. And Fleet was the winner. So maybe you are the favoriteist hostess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no it's a it's a good game i think it's that it's um now it is a large the larger of those small box games oh yeah it doesn't count and never mind so <laughs> second place counts oh wait never mind that was hive. you too hive pocket <laughs> I, i'm kind of surprised hive didn't win honestly i know there's a i lot thought of people, it
1: would too people really like that yeah game. i thought it would too oh my goods did tw- i mean so it was like 36 percent for fleet 28 for hive pocket and oh my goods was 27 yeah. so extremely close except for innovation which nobody likes apparently
0: I still haven't played it, but the other ones I, I like. Oh my goods is really fun. I'll, oh my goodness, that's a fun game.
1: Oh my goods.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not going there, not going there. But I, I like I mentioned last um, episode, Fleet has uh, you know won me over, so to speak. So it was probably like six or seven on my list. So it was really close to making it. In uh, fact, I'm even now thinking maybe it was better than one of the games I put on there. But eh, who knows? When you're making those lists, it's tough. It's tough to know which ones to cut out and which ones not to. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Hey, oh, I, got, what? I got an idea. Oh, what? I was going to say, Ganshan Clever was a honorable mention I forgot to mention. I actually really enjoy that game. I know you might not as much, mm. but... It's not my favorite.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs>
1: it's a fun app to play, but
0: I, I, it's impossible to reach 300. I think all the people that post their 300 scores are Photoshopping it. <laughs> No, I'm just I can't reach that score and it becomes kind of a uh, you know, that's the thing like it's social media makes you feel really bad about yourself. So you see all these people posting their high scores that just destroy mine and I just crawl into my hole and cry because I will never I'll never reach such such heights of of glory in Ganshan Clever. Hey, I have a good idea for a new poll, John. Wow. All right. Hear me out.
1: Is this what you were about to say when I interrupted you? Uh,
0: maybe. Yes, it is. <laughs> all right, so you sent me this this map that you found. Oh, this, yeah, we'll do this. The fantasy world map. Yeah. Uh, so you can explain it better because you just sent me a picture, essentially. But it has all these different like fantasy lands, and it's like this map. And the map has Middle Earth on it. It has Oz and Narnia and Wonderland. And it has the where the wild things are and all kinds of different Westeros, all these different lands and one of the things that we were talking about before we started the podcast is where would you want to reside, right? Where would you live in all of these? And uh, man, that's a tough one because there's some really good ones on here. There's a, I know, that's there's what a I lot thinking. that I don't know too. But. but there's
1: also the element of, and you know, I, I thought we could only pick four. Maybe we should do like a eight or something tournament or something like that. oh yeah we'll do a little so meeple town when this podcast is out i'll go ahead and i'll start a little tournament of where would you like to live now that's an interesting question yeah because there are certain places i think are awesome but i mean like i'm thinking of lord of the rings do you really want to live in middle earth maybe the shire or something yeah i don't want to live in mordor but you don't want to live in mordor no there's a lot of dangerous places to live there um, so yeah, I'll just throw out some of these again, as Dean said it, but just to think about again: Oz, Narnia, Middle Earth, Wonderland, Whoville, Terabithia, um, Neverland,
0: wow. Camelot. Yeah, there's some, oh Camelot. There's some... I didn't even see yeah, that's on the bottom of the map.
1: Fantasia. Anyways, this is fun. So, do you want to tell folks where you would want to live? Even though we're gonna do the yeah, With me yeah Uh
0: I... yeah maybe I'm gonna to have to do that because I don't I don't really know. Some of these would be really cool. I think Narnia would be really cool. I think Camelot would be cool. I think um, there was there's a lot on here that I just don't know <laughs> what they are. Uh, Hyrule would be a cool one, although it might be mm. you know might just too generic. I guess I don't know. I think it's too generic for me. Yeah, that's probably right. Oz
1: would be interesting. But yeah. I think I think it would be a toss up for me between Narnia and Wonderland because Wonderland would be crazy to live in, yeah. dude. It'd it, be crazy. It would be wonderful. No, you no. <laughs> No. <laughs> End podcast <Maybe>. now. <laughs> I would uh, pick Wonderland and uh, Narnia, edit, and I don't know. I'll. Uh, Whoville? Whoville would be a good one. I would enjoy that. Whoville would be crazy, too.
0: I think I would pick Narnia. All right. So I watched anyway. the, the newest Grinch. I was watching that in theaters, and I, I was thinking it would be a really cool place to live. Like that version of Whoville, because you would like sled to where you want to go, and it's snowy all the time, which sounds awesome.
1: And you're in a cartoon, so you don't get hurt permanently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. think that counts or not. Just count maybe a lot of these, actually. That would count for a lot of these. <laughs> okay, so Meeple Town, look for our poll on that, and we'll see where Meeple Town would like to live.
0: Yeah. Hey, what have we been playing lately,
1: John? You want me to go? Yep. Alrighty, I will talk about a game that I've only... You know, I don't love talking about games that I've only played once, but I really enjoyed my play of this, so I'm going to talk about it. And I thought, you know what, it needs some... Uh, some talking about and that's key harvest so um dean and i we reviewed key flower richard breeze makes some wonderful games and key harvest is one that i haven't heard a whole lot about honestly they're not I, from what i know they're not doing any reprints of it that i know of um updating like they're like they've done um what are they doing now key market key market, key yeah. market well right? it's uh, the kickstarter's done now I yeah think. the kick yeah. that's right that's right it's done um You can get Key Harvest on Amazon still. It's not super cheap. But uh, in Key Harvest, you have, it's a Richard Breeze game. Did I say that? I mean. You did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I know, which game is not a Richard Breeze game that's part of the Key series? I mean, there's thousands and thousands of games. That's part of the Key series. (laughs) Uh, They're not all his games? No, one of them's not. Oh, okay. It could have been Key Market, actually. You can look that up. I will. I'll do it. Too. Did I just demand? No, I said you can. Yeah. That was pretty um, nice. I'll look it up. You talk about the game a lot. Yeah, so up. on, on Key, with Key Harvest, you have two different player mats, and you're, you're growing crops, and they're these little hex tiles that you're getting. Um, you're getting them from this central, um, I can't remember what it's called. It's not called the store, but it's called something. And you're, you're pulling these tiles from it. And when you pull a tile from it, you're putting it into your store. What's interesting I like about Key Harvest, though, is when you put it into your store, it's like a game where you don't automatically get to put it onto your fields. You put it into your store, and then you value that hex. So you take out whatever goods, however much value you want to value it at, you put it into the store and then anyone else in clockwise order as they go around, they can choose to purchase your hex for that price. The interesting thing is is all your goods are hidden behind a screen, like Richard liked to do. And so you're sitting there trying to go, okay, well I don't think Dean and Larissa have any green, so maybe I can maybe I can put this as a green. But you're also thinking, since they you have two action in this game, Okay, if they don't have green now, could they do something to produce a green? Oh, should I be risky about this, or should I go ahead and put two or three goods on here to make sure I get this hex? I think it leads to a lot of really cool choices uh, throughout the game, and I really like this game. There are a couple little rules that I didn't love about two players, which I watched Rado's um, video, and he kind of pointed those out, and I'm glad he did, so I slightly altered uh uh, at least one of the, the rules right off the bat. Um, but after I did that, I'm telling you, that was fun, man. That was cool cool choices in that game. I, I really liked it. I can't wait to play it more.
0: That's one I'm interested Well, okay, I'll, I'm interested in all the, the yeah. key series games. And for me, I've only played... I've only played Key Flower, but I've had my eye on Key Harvest, Key Market, the Keeper, uh, Key Flow, and Keeper ones that I think would be really cool. Which that that that's might be everyone of that them. That might be I all think. of them. Yeah, that might be the case. Um, but, I really well, have my eye on the entire yeah, Key to, Series. Key to the City, which kind of falls in there. There's um, Keydom, which I think may have oh, been yeah, the first that's right. one. I forgot about Key. Um, but that, yeah, that's essentially all of them. But yeah, I, I just, I love Key Flower so much. I want to try these other ones. Um, the Key Market was the one, you're right, is. Um, Uh, David Brain, I think. is. I mean, look that name up again. It was... um, Yeah, David Brain, but Juliet Breeze, who does the art for, I think, all of these, did the art for Key Market as well.
1: This one reminded me a little bit, Dean. Even though you're not going around a rondelle, um, had... uh, Maybe it's just because the hexes and I'm putting in the field, but had that, like, heaven and ale, and if you liked that game um after a play of each of these i think i prefer this a little bit more but ah. i don't know though i mean i really enjoyed both a lot i really did they're both really were really blast yeah so if yeah. you you like that game don't you
0: heaven and ale yeah yes yeah i do it's it's a different it's a weird game um because you're, you're this one's it's not such a punishing such a battle game. for points yeah. like you could play a, an hour and a half game of heaven and ale and score zero points, potentially. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to be doing... You know, you'd have to be doing, doing something really wrong.
1: Or score six points. Or score... <laughs> 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 not that that actually happened. That right? was me! But it did. That was me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've had a lot of games where I've just totally tanked in front of other a lot of people. Yep. Spe- even last night, but we'll just go there some other time.
0: One you right, did not game? tank at recently is Roll for the Galaxy. Oh, Because you yeah. actually... You have... Whipped me in this game the last few times we've played, I'm pretty
1: sure. I feel like Roll is the only game that I win most of the time. I mean, the only game <laughs> <laughs> that I win most of the time, for real. I would never play anything else, just play Roll uh, all that's the time. That's am I'm, I'm okay at uh, <laughs> a few more games, but... <laughs>
0: Um, Alright, so Roll for the Galaxy is one that I want to talk about. Specifically, I want to talk about the, uh, the expansion for that. So there's an expansion called Roll for the Galaxy Rivalry that just came out. Oh, and yeah. Roll for the Galaxy, is it's a Thomas Lehman and Wei Hua Huang. I may have gotten wow. that wrong, and I apologize, but um, but that's the other designer of this game. And it was a follow-up to Race for the Galaxy. But in Roll for the Galaxy, you're rolling dice behind your screen, and then you're taking the actions based on what your dice are. And what you're really trying to do is you're trying to explore these different tiles, which are planets or technology, uh, these development tiles. And you're trying to build them onto your board, and you're trying to ship goods for for credits, which allow you to buy more workers. And um, and then also you can ship four points. And so that's that's it, right? There's only, in the main the main game, there's only five different actions that you can take. Um, so you roll the dice, you take your actions, and turns are really fast, which is why I really like yeah. this game. And with Roll for the Galaxy Rivalry, it comes with basically two modular expansions that you can put together. Um, but there's one that's the, the orb expansion which basically gives you an extra die to roll every turn and you can customize it which is so cool so like you can put a ton of uh, of money sides on your die or you can you know put put victory points or put you know whatever you want to put on that die you can put on there if you take the action to do that to customize it and so that's the whole expansion and then there's the deal one which allows you to um Go pretty much, well, not pretty much, but make deals. So like you'll you'll draft two dice if you take that action. And when you draft those dice, then you take one that's going to be your payment and the other one that's going to be the thing that you're going to receive. But then once you make that deal, you can make it the deal go the other way. So like essentially you could, let's say, maybe trade a home die in for, which is the white, like the lowest level die, mm-hmm. trade that in for a red military die or something like that. And that could be the deal that you make, but then to close the deal, you have to be able to take the reverse of that, the same amount of closed deals as open. Um, I know that's kind of weird. We did a YouTube video on all this, so you can, you can go look at go the unboxing the and the you yeah. know our final thoughts and all that. But I've really enjoyed playing this um, a lot, actually. Roll for the Galaxy is a great game anyway, I think. And this just adds so much more, but it's not like... It's not in a bad way, you know? And I, I feel this way about yeah. uh, about Ambition, too, but I think I like, I, I know, I like this expansion better than Ambition. It's just, it, it adds enough to make the game a little uh, lengthier. Not, not super, but it makes it heavier, but not like a ton. It just no, adds more meat No, because I mean, even it.
1: like the orb thing, that's, I mean, you can't get much simpler than that. Yeah, not it's that there simple. aren't decisions to be made based on how you're going to forge your die, but it's simple. It's simple. I yeah.
0: It is, and there's not enough games that have this this mechanism where you're able to like uh, customize your die, right? I that know. you can change the die faces. I I love it. I love that so much. I do too, because
1: I stink at rolling. I mean, that's just <laughs> straight up. I, I'm, I'm, I I don't know. Yeah, at least you, when I play, are you Dean. flicking your wrist? When I, I know. There's something I need to work on. That how can I. Uh... <laughs> How can I get the die to roll the way I want it to? Maybe theres there's probably some skill to it. like if you hold it a certain way, I think like, so. I bet there probably is. Well,
0: this is in a cup, so it takes away all the skill when you're rolling your die, but
1: dice. But do you roll? We don't have to roll the orb in. No, the the orb you roll in your hand. That's yeah. right. So I'll say that I I love Roll for the Galaxy. We talked about this very briefly. I think on the maybe last episode. That's right. Yeah. Um. A roll, So I'm I'm a huge and I've been playing it more lately because we've decided to because we did the YouTube video and have gotten rivalry. Um. I man, the more I play it, the more I like that game. It just it's actually creeping up more and more on my list of games that I, I just love that game. And rivalry was just that. I think what Dean said it wasn't. Didn't feel like it was adding too much, but enough to change it up and give you um, some different choices to make. You know, yeah. in the process of the game, and I really, I really liked. I liked both of them. Um, I will say the deal one's a little more in depth. I wouldn't want to ever play that with a newbie.
0: No, absolutely. Not. Uh,
1: unless I would want someone to probably have played ten times before. Maybe yeah. not that, but I mean. Uh, Unless they're really into games.
0: But once you grasp the idea, it's not that difficult. It's not I that not difficult. Think. It's not. But at you'd all. have to like if you at first I, I was kinda reading through the rule book and I was like, Oh man, this is this is a lot. But then you play it and you're like, Oh no, it's not. It's actually pretty simple. Yeah. But it's it's a little bit more thinky than, than the other uh the other part, but anyway, yeah. that's role for that's the galaxy roll.
1: specifically rivalry expansion. I've really enjoyed it. There's two thumbs up from both of us, fellas. So, Absolutely, yeah. Check it out. So another game that I've played, which is a very simple game, it is the follow up to the mind. Um, I at the Tennessee Board Gaming Convention we were at, uh, I purchased Illusion, Illusion um, from from a fella and uh it's a wolf game wolf gang warsh game and uh in illusion what you're doing is you have these cards and they have i guess optical illusions of different types of colors and basically what you're trying to do is get them in the correct order so there'll be an arrow that's drawn and it may be blue or red or yellow or whatever and you have to on your turn determine if the cards that have been laid out before are actually in the right order from the least amount of yellow to the most amount of yellow or and if they are then you take a card and you try to figure out where in that row you think this one goes or um, and, and 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 then if after you do that it moves on to the next person if you say i don't think it's right then you flip the cards over and it tells you on the back what percentage of uh, you know 10% yellow 11% yellow 13% yellow if you were correct and it was wrong Even if you were the one who made it wrong last turn, it doesn't matter. If it's wrong, then you get the arrow, you win that round. If it's right, the person who just placed their last one actually gets the arrow. So, I bring this up because, I mean, for me personally, I thought the game was okay. But when I was in Taiwan and I was playing with people, it's like the mind. It's so simple to understand. It's so simple to play. Especially people who haven't played board games really like this game. Like, I've brought it out multiple times. In multiple groups now, and I'll say this, if you bring it to your gaming buddies and you guys are like, let's play Illusion, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm going to say you're probably going to be like, meh, like it's just okay. But for people who haven't played games, kind of like the mind, teach them in three seconds, boom.
0: It was cool. Yeah, this is one I want to try. My only concern, uh, one of my concerns, I guess, is biggest, biggest, my biggest concern, how about that? <laughs> Is that would you be able to memorize these cards and know like for if it you would played be, enough it would maybe
1: it would be a little difficult because not because they also it, the arrow changes the color of what you're going for right right so and there's um what? so that's a lot of combinations yes there's a lot of combinations so there's like four different colors I think and you're so it would be a lot I will say that you can kind of memorize the optical illusion of the pattern like there are certain patterns and you can kind of go oh those generally appear like that's more but i know that it's usually not as much because I've the understood system. the pattern now. That makes yeah. sense. Um, but again, I, I mean, honestly, it's, you know, a six or six and a half for me. I, six, you know, I, I didn't love it. But I enj- I enjoy having it for like ten bucks to be able to throw out and go. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, I love to have a few games where I can just be hanging out with anybody. It's in my pocket. I just lay it down and go, yep. i teach you in three seconds and you can play it. So I would recommend checking it out. I, I don't know if you'll be wowed by it. right? But um, anyway, I'm, I'm glad I checked it out.
0: Yeah, that's neat. That, that's one I do want to play. I haven't played with you yet. So. The
1: kids might like it. Like, my kids really enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: Um, so, the second game that I'm going to talk about is, it's published by Z-Man Games in the U.S., and this is by Peter Wickman. And this game is called Number 9. Number 9. And this is a simple game, too. It's a, a game that you can teach and play an entire game in about 10 minutes. And so, what it is, is you have these cardboard pieces that are, like, kind of polyominoes but they're shaped in uh, well they are polyominoes i guess but they're shaped in numbers um so like it goes from zero to nine and there's eight of each in the box so you can play four players and each of those numbers will pull up two times every game Um, and then you have a stack of cards so the stack of cards is just each number zero through nine two times okay so, all you're going to do is you're going to take a card, flip it over, and then everyone draws that number and they're going to put it in front of them. And you're going to be connecting these numbers together, which, um, and, and then it's going to build up. And so, like when you're building your foundation, so that bottom layer is level zero, you get zero points for anything that's on that one. But when you build up on the second level, you get to multiply whatever that number is on the second level, which mm. is, I'm sorry, the first. So it's level zero and then level one. So you would multiply those numbers by one. And then if you're able to build up to the second level, then you multiply those numbers by two. And then the higher level, you get to multiply those. You know, it just keeps going up. But I think we one time maybe made it to level three or something like that. Uh, But the, the other catch is when you build up, those tiles have to be completely on top of at least two tiles. And no piece can be hanging off. So like gotcha. you have to build it solid, which is pretty difficult because these these pieces are kind of difficult to do that. But it is so much fun. Really? I really enjoy this. Now, I will say this, if you if space is a problem, not like table space because it doesn't take up that much space. If board game space on your shelves is a problem, this box is 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 absurdly big. It does really. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I could put it in a ziploc bag. But it comes in this box that each, there's a slot for each number, which is seemingly kind of cool. Yeah. But then the box is so deep. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense. But the game itself is a lot of fun. I just, the packaging is frustrating. But I really recommend for a really quick game, uh, especially if you like these these type have of, like, your, Baron Park or Cottage Garden, or, you know, these polyomino Tetris-style games, this is a good one.
1: Have you played it with your son?
0: Not yet. One, yeah. No, it's just me and my the wife eldest. that have played it.
1: Um. Would he be able to play it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my seven year old would be able to play this. And actually, I started to bring it out uh, the other night, and we ended up playing Fireball Island instead, um, which we'll
1: we'll talk about at some point. (laughs) Fireball Island. If anyone wants that uh, theme song that I just made for it, uh, just reach out to me. At Meepletown Game. <laughs> Meepletown. Town. What's our name <laughs> Speaking our of things that Meeple are absurd. Games at gmail.com. <laughs> Fireball. Oh, boy. Field. Anywho, we're not talking about that. What do you think about number nine? You Have you played this? I have not played it, and I am probably like you are with Illusion. I'm interested. I'm not, like, dying to play, but I you would, don't. You don't I need this totally. game. Yeah, you, we'll, we'll play
0: it sometime. I'll teach you. But yeah. it's not a game that you need to own because it's not one that you would pull out all the time, yeah. I think. But I'd like to try it. But if sure. you if you... If, I think both illusion the mind number nine if you're not super into games and you want something that's kind of quick um, so I, I think all those are good options and there are ones that you could play like number nine if you do just throw it in a ziploc bag um, then you can you know take it to a restaurant or something like that if that's your thing but yeah sounds good number nine I enjoy it all right well that's gonna do it for what we've been playing let's get on to our review of Stone Age.
2: Welcome to the Meepletown Town Museum, where games from yesteryear are brought back into the light. Discover games that are at least two years old you may have missed in the hustle and bustle of the cult of the new. Now let's open the vaults to the days of yore where these treasures are no longer forgotten.
0: Stone Age is a two-to-four player game published in 2008 by Z-Man Games. The designer is Bern Brunhofer. The art is by Michael Menzel, plays in 60 to 90 minutes for ages 10 and up. In Stone Age, players will use tribe members as workers in order to be the best prehistoric tribe. This worker placement game plays over three phases. In the first phase, players will be placing workers in different worker placement areas one after another until all workers have been placed on the board. Three of the spaces will allow you to upgrade different aspects of your tribe. These spaces include the toolmaker which will allow you to gather a tool that will improve your ability to gather food or resources, the hut where you will place two of your worker meeples in order to take a new worker, and the field which moves you up on the agricultural track giving you a permanent food to feed your workers for the rest of the game. Several other spaces will allow you to place multiple workers to gain food, wood, clay, stone, or gold. We'll go over how these spaces work in Phase 2. You can also place a worker on one of the Civilization cards in order to gain immediate resources and end game scoring bonuses. Finally, you can place a worker on a building tile that will give you immediate points in Phase 2 if you have the resources to pay for that particular building. In Phase 2, starting with the first player and going clockwise, players will be taking their workers off the board in any order that they want while taking the corresponding actions. The toolmaker hut and field spaces are easy in that the players just get to take their worker in corresponding upgrade, but the resource spots are a bit trickier. In the resource spaces, each resource has a different value. Food is a value 2, wood 3, clay 4, stone 5, and gold is 6. Let's say I place 3 of my workers on the wood spot. I'm going to then take 1 die per worker, so in this case I'll take 3 dice and roll them. I will then divide that total by the number of the resource value. In this example, let's say I roll a total of 13 with my 3 dice. I'll then take this total and divide it by the wood value of 3 and round it down to see how many wood I will receive. In this case, I'll receive 4 wood. I can also use tools to bump my roll total up by one number per tool. To gain civilization cards, I will pay the number of any resource, wood, clay, stone, or gold listed on the cost below the cards. And then finally, if I remove a worker from one of the buildings, I pay the listed resources to gain that building. In phase 3, I will be feeding my workers one food per worker meeple, taking into account my location on the agriculture track. This will continue until the civilization track is unable to refill from players taking the cards, or if one stack of building tiles is empty. After the game end triggers, players will add up their extra points from civilization cards or leftover resources, and the player with the most points wins. Now, let's get over to the review of Stone Age.
1: Alright, Meepletown. Town, so the next game that we're going to review here, I had seen on shelves, I had seen online for quite some time, and I'm going to be real Dean, this will already get into the art and components the box was so blah i didn't play this game for quite a while are you gonna disagree with me on that it's brown it's bland and i thought is this any fun now after i had heard a lot of folks go this game is awesome you've got to try it i thought i'll give it a whirl and boy oh boy was i surprised Spoiler alert! I like it quite a, a ton, <laughs> but I thought, man, I don't know, I was not drawn in by the box art in this game whatsoever. No, I think you're, I
0: think you're probably right for the box art itself. Now, the the anniversary edition, I think is beautiful. Oh yeah, I like the
1: anniversary. Yeah, edition. which is the
0: one I have. That's that's the one I'll be talking about. Do you I want guess, to brag so. about that?
1: No, <laughs>
0: no, it's not really. It's not uh, much more than the, the regular edition. We'll talk about that.
1: But I I think the the anniversary edition is beautiful. Yeah, I do like the universe. And and whenever, after I took some time and like looked at the art on the box of this, oh, do they even know what I'm talking about? Oh, they don't. But they do now. Actually, they do because you mentioned it <laughs> leading into it and you did the whole thing. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I forget that Dean goes back and records uh, how to play the games and stuff. Oh, so. man. Was well, that a secret just, that I wasn't like, allowed to like let out of the bag? Yeah. Yeah. I the cat is out of the bag. That's a proper I will eat my hat. in that situation. <laughs> anyway, Stone Age. Um now that I look back at it, like it, the art's not like awful on the box. I think it's like the brown around the edge with all the earth tones and browns with the art that kind of makes made me just I was just not interested.
0: It gives you the vibe I think of of some of the old Eurovy games, yeah. you know, like a um Catan type of game, you know, like that box that's a little washed out, and you know it's got the matte finish on there, which is, I mean, it's fine. I, well, yeah,
1: and I will, I'll say this since then because it was, it's been a while. I mean, I played Stone Age a while ago, obviously for the first time, but since then, I have the, you know, kind of dry Euro art has kind of become nostalgic a little bit to me, yeah. to where I do I like it a whole lot more now. But you know, uh, I played this, I wouldn't say a little bit earlier on whenever I was really getting into games, and that didn't uh, appeal to me at that time in my yeah. gaming c- career. <laughs> I'm glad it's not a career, because <laughs> I stick at it.
0: But the, the box just sits on the shelf. Let's get into art and components and talk about what's inside the box, because I do think, I think the board is is really good. I, I really like the art on the board. You might disagree with me on that. I think it's okay. But it, it, this is Michael Menzel art, which I, I really tend to enjoy anyway, like... Um, legends of andor and i mean there's a lot a lot of of um stuff i actually think we've talked about him in the past because he's done um 33 pages worth of art on on board game whoa like really bruges and um some of the 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 newer uh, Catan art and some of the stuff from dominion vikings um Hmm. and taxis so there's a lot of art that that he's done and and Some that I like a a lot, that I like, and there's some that I'm not as big of a fan of. But I think overall, I really like him. Uh, Actually, Friends a game that John we played a few weeks ago. He he did did the art art for that, that. so yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I thought I think the art, like you, I think it's fine. It doesn't blow me away. It doesn't. I don't think it's ugly on the board. So that's high praises. I'm just I'm just being real. I don't think it's ugly. I, I I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. I I can't I
1: can't I can't paint or draw like this fella. I mean I, <laughs> it's hard for me to put down someone who's a, actually very talented. But I just think for this game, it's 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 math for me. Yeah.
0: And not every you know not every artist is going to connect with every person. But but I enjoy it. And I think the components are fine too. Um. I don't. I now again I have the anniversary edition, and it's been a while since I've played the original edition. But I don't think there's a ton of difference other than the uh, the art on the board because in the Anniversary Edition, you have the winter side and the the normal side of the board. And that's really the main difference. Now there's some like practical differences on the board uh, with with like a mini expansion kind of built into the board in the new version. But uh, overall, it's, it's essentially the same stuff inside the box. And I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, let me get hype about one thing about the art and components. Okay. Because I think everything is just mediocre, you know what I mean? The cup. The cup is dope!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that cope, dude. It did is. Did I say cope right then? I think
1: so. I have to cope with my enthusiasm right now. <laughs> um, no, I think it's cool, man. I, I think they did a really good job. It's kind of laced up on the side, looks like, you know, got that like leathery look. Yeah. and. I, I, I think it's I think it's sweet. I, I do that too. Part of a
0: it. lot of people complain about the smell of it. I didn't. I don't ha- care. I don't have that experience in
1: in the. the anniversary I put it on my edition. nose at night when I go to sleep because I like it so much. <laughs> That's a little weird. Uh, I've <laughs> never smelled the cup, so I don't even know what they're talking about.
0: I I also really like the meeples. So in the anniversary edition, I keep jumping back to that, but they have um, screen printed like uh, screen printed uh, designs on each of them, and they're different on all the different colors. I think that's cool. Uh, But I, I mean, it's, I wouldn't buy the game for that. Right. I think the other ones are fine. But the thing I like about that part of the component is that you don't need meeples in this game, right? Like Uh... you can just use dice because although I guess you'd have to have dice of everyone's colors, but You'd you have
1: know, to have a bunch of dice,
0: but I like, I like that. Right. So I guess it's cheaper to do this, but still I, I, I like the meeples. I think are you even cool. validating
1: your own point? Well, what I'm saying is like, you could I just have dice, saying. but I
0: know that would be way more expensive to do that you, from a production. Because You're side. thinking
1: of roll for the galaxy. Yeah. You can't get that game off your mind. Right. It's, even it's, when we're doing a review of stone age.
0: Yeah. But I, I think the, the custom meeples are cool in both games. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I like the cup a lot. Everything else is a, a mediocre. Yep. All right, let's talk about the gameplay, not just... Now, that's when it changes for me. Okay. Um, I remember after going, yeah, I'm going to try this game, because I've heard, I've heard a lot of people say good stuff about it. And again, I don't... I've said this multiple times on the podcast, the art only enhances game. I can have a game that's rated a 10 that I don't really love the art, just because if it's that stinking fun to play, it's that stinking fun to play. All right. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to give Stone Age, and I'm not going to give Stone Age a 10, but... Um, when I played it the first time, I went, holy moly, this game is fun.
2: Mm-hmm. It was
1: very easy to pick up. Um, it's, it's a simple worker placement game that has a couple little twists maybe that are interesting. Because you're putting your workers out like anyone um, to get your spots to go get certain resources or whatever. But in this game, instead of just putting them on you know, clay and getting two clay, you actually put however many workers you want to on the clay spot. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had a little frog in my throat there. <laughs> Uh, and then at the end, after everyone's placed out their workers, you're going to roll that many die for how many workers you have there. And then it's got – everyone has – every resource has a certain division that you do, divided by three or four or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I I, I enjoy that. Um, the rolling the die part can – I like rolling – I have a love-hate relationship with rolling dice. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun but can be really annoying when you're not rolling sure, well. Sure, yeah. You roll so many dice in this game. Most of the time, it's mitigate. I feel like it's pretty even. Yeah, yeah. There's been a time or two where I have gotten hosed, and it's because literally I can't roll for anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there are there are ways, like you said, um, you know. I think because you roll so much, it does kind of balance itself out with everybody. Yeah. It should most of the time statistically, it does. right? Yeah, that, it does most be of the, the time. case. Um, but there are other ways to mitigate that. You know, there's the natural way, which I guess is kind of a mitigation of uh, buying the tools. Um, yes. So that doesn't mitigate your, I love the tools. your die rolls themselves. Like you can't re-roll or anything yeah. like that, but it adds pips to those dice. And so I think that's cool that, that they have that in there. But also from the civilization cards themselves, you know, you you naturally like the best way probably to get resources is to send your workers out to those locations and mm-hmm. roll the dice. But there's other ways to get resources, and that's yeah. the civilization card. So when you go to those spots some of those cards and you have to pay attention to those some of them are great ways to get resources uh, and get you know bonus points at the end
1: of the yeah. game um, obviously like that's kind of the main point of getting those. that's one of the, the, the civilization maybe you should share like that's that you can buy houses or huts right right for certain resources to give you in-game scoring but the civilization is really where the meat I think of the in-game scoring is. Yeah, what do yeah. you say? The, the huts mean, the are actually period,
0: immediate scoring, and then the huts are. I'm sorry. Yeah, the huts are. The immediate huts are immediate. Scores, yeah, and, and, then, I, and
1: I think it's the civilization cards that are. Because I remember the first time I played, even though I had a blast, I got hosed. Yeah. Because I focused on the huts, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm dominating this guy." Yeah. And then he pulled out the civilization cards, and they have all these exponential bonuses on some of them based on how many cards you have. So I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily a negative except I do think when you teach this game for the first time you need to tell people don't ignore the civilization cards because you will lose. You just will. Like I I played uh, recently against my wife who's played before um, but it was just, you do one of those things, like it's, it, it had been a while since she played and I was like, Hey, don't it's forget about civilization cards. And she was destroying me the whole game. But then there was one particular card that I ended up getting six, 60 points on that was, I built up all of my workers. And then at the end of the game, I had a multiplier for, for yeah. how many workers I had. And so it, you can really, really run away with the is league. that
1: a negative to this game? I mm, wrestle with that. No, I don't think so. I, well, obviously everyone Everyone has the opportunity has the opportunity to do it i agree with that 100 percent. and if you've played the game multiple times for sure you know it can come
0: yeah but i do again teaching the game or like as a reminder to tell people everyone at the table needs to know that don't forget these because i i do think that that would really sour somebody's taste if you get beat by 100 points which you can get beat by 100 points in this game um it, it, and because, it would be because of the civilization cards and not knowing the importance. And you would think, okay, this game's dumb. Yeah. And it's not, but you just have to make sure you teach the strategy when you're teaching this Yeah, game. And,
1: and those cards, if you haven't played this game, it's got things like you're going to get... Um, you know, times one points for every worker that you have out there. But if you have another one that adds another multiplier there, mm-hmm. or two multipliers, or two, I think yeah. some can uh-huh. be two multipliers. Yeah. So at the end, you can be like seven or eight times all the workers you have, mm-hmm. and wow, that's fifty-six points, yep. or something like that. So that's just to kind of paint that picture. That's why those things are so hugely important in this game. Yeah,
0: it it also helps with your strategy, which I love. I love that being able to kind of pick which area or areas you want to do really well in. So, you know, the, there's multipliers for the tools, for the people, for your your placement on the agriculture yeah. track. Um, and, and so I I love, and your huts, I, I think that's really cool because it allows you to say, I really want to jump up as high as I can on the agriculture track, and that's going to be my focus. So anytime a card comes out that gives me the boost, you know, the, the extra end game scoring points, yeah. I'm going to go for that card, which because of the way the Civilization card track works. So, the the cheapest card on there costs one resource of any type. And then it goes up to four resources of any type. So when that card comes out, you have to think, wow, I'm going to have to pay four resources to get this one, but I really need it because it's going to be endgame scoring. Yeah. So you really have to think, like, what what's the best option? You know, yeah. what's, what's the best route for me to go? And if you don't get it, there's a good chance somebody else could swoop in because they don't want you to get those points. I, I love that. I
1: think it's cool. The tension there is neat. It is neat. I'll say that my favorite part about the gameplay, I mean, one of my, I wouldn't say my favorite, one of my favorite things about the gameplay is if you go look on Board Game Geek, the weight is 2.49. That's not very high. I mean, I guess it depends on it's, everything's relative. But what I've enjoyed about this game is this has been one that I it's I think is a great I wouldn't say gateway game, but the next step game. I, no, think, do I you think this think it's is a, a, gateway, gateway this game? a gateway game. I mean, this is as simple as Catan, probably, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. And that's what I like about it. Like, and when I've brought it out, it's easy to understand, and everyone has really enjoyed it. With the caveat of if. I do, when I explain how to teach the game, I say, don't forget these civilizations. But people will inevitably go for those huts because they look like, oh, I'm scoring 14 points. Oh, yeah, I'm scoring 13 points. Oh, yeah, I'm dominating. And they'll start doing that strategy and forget, hey, you should focus on those. And then they'll get blown out by 70 points at Uh the end. They'll be like, this is stupid. That's the only negative that new people have had. Mm -hmm. Besides that, it's gone overwhelmingly well. And I really like how it's easy to teach. Great to teach people how to play worker placement games. Yeah, um, that's one of my favorite things about this.
0: One thing I like to do is, if it's somebody who's new to the game, is if they're going heavy with the huts anyway because they see the the points right away, really encourage them. When when a card, a civilization card comes up where you get bonus points for those huts at the end of the game, yeah. I say, hey, you're really you're destroying me in huts right now. Maybe you should focus on like getting those civilization cards. You know, without I don't want to be that guy. You yeah. know, the one that's telling them what to do. But to encourage, um, so that they have a good experience, I guess is is kind of my point. But yeah. the, and the, settlers,
1: by the way, is two point three four, so it's basically yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I th- I think it's definitely one that you can teach. Now the 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 tricky part, which is a good thing, I think, but there's a lot of division in this game, right? So when That's you true. when you roll your dice, um, if like if you're going for gold and you roll you know, four dice at the gold mine or whatever, you're going to add up all those pips and then you're going to divide by six because that's the value of what gold is. And so there's a lot of division, but the cool thing is if you have kids in school that are learning division, I think this is a really an excellent game to teach that because it's, it's a fun game, but they're also learning division as they play. So I love that. Now I'm going to say one more thing in the anniversary edition, there's a few like mini expansions that are included in there And I don't wanna go into all of them because they're so simple, but I think they're cool. One of them is on the board, when you build a hut, it has a plus plus stone on some of the huts. And that means if you get the value, when you pay for the hut, you get that value in points. But if you want to also throw in an extra stone for your payment, you're gonna get five points for that. Same thing for civilization. When you take a civilization card, it has a plus gold above that that track. And so, if you pay a gold in addition to getting your card, you'll get six points. I really like that because it's a way to. At the end of the game, you're going to get like a point for each um, for each extra resource that you have, but it's a good way that if you have a lot of gold or a lot of stone that you can get, you know, you should be able to get more points for them. And so using that track, I think is, is pretty cool. I
1: like that. Yeah. I would like to try that.
0: Yeah. And the other ones are are just real simple. Like you can buy igloos instead of huts, which don't count towards end game scoring. There's another one that in, in the civilization cards, you throw some wild animals in there. And when those wild animals are out, they'll lessen your, your die rolls. And so it might lessen it by one or two, or, or I think three even, and you have to place your workers on those wild animals to, like, push them away from the village, which I think is kind of cool. And when you do that, you also get a bonus, and the bonuses are are pretty good on those cards. So
1: I, cool. I think it's fun. Cool, cool. Have do you, we- by the way, before we do our kind of final thoughts, have you played any of uh, Brunhofer's other... I mean, he hasn't actually... There's not a ton of games here, like St. Petersburg. Yeah, where... I played
0: St. Petersburg, which I, I really... I liked but I played with a group that was not fun to play with. And so it really soured my taste a little bit, but I think the game itself was a lot of fun. That's the one I
1: want to play that I haven't played. I was just curious. You thought it was good?
0: Yeah, it's a neat engine building game. I
1: I liked it. Sweet. Well, let's do our final thoughts and our ratings. How about that?
0: All right. Well, I'll go first on this one, I guess. So um, Stone Age, it's a a gateway game. It's simple. Uh, A negative that I have against it is that it can overstay its welcome. It says 60 to 90 minutes. You you are doing the same thing. It is kind of samey over and over again, and so that knocks it a little bit for me. But the tension in this game is fun. You score a ton of points. It's fun just rolling a bunch of dice, Um, and you know you have to pay attention to feeding your workers and like pay attention to what other people are doing. So there's that kind of player interaction and that tension. So I I really really enjoy this game quite a bit. It's not my favorite worker placement game by any stretch, but I think um, it adds the dice roll adds something very different than something like a viticulture which i viticulture is a game that i like more but this adds something different and i, yeah. I think that's cool so for me i'm gonna give this one an
1: eight i really enjoy it eight Sweet. out of ten. Eight out of ten okay so let me explain my rating a little bit because i'll be quite frank if it can if it came to hey frank tr- uh, hey nailed it yeah you did Something happened. Dang it, I just ruined the episode. Something happened. The, 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 the episode is gone. I'm going to go home now. It's. If you hear that, Meeple Town, that was Dean leaving the studio. Uh, all right, go ahead, Frank. So I would, if I was going to uh, just be rate this based on pure my personal enjoyment, I would rate it an eight. But I'm going to give it a little higher rating. Um, and the reason is because I th- it's really high up there for maybe my favorite gateway game, and it's been it's it. I mean, if I'm gonna pull it out, pull out a game that I want to, I, I I would rather play this a uh, hundred times over Catan. That's just me personally. I ain't hating on Catan. It's just I just I I really enjoy using this um, as a gateway game, and it's gone over very well. And so because of that, I'm gonna just bump it up a little bit to an eight and a half. Again, if I was just going on pure how I feel about the game, I'd go 8. But I'm, And, and again, I guess whenever you're rating things, everything is subjective and, and the, your criteria can kind of change a little bit. But because of this, I just think it's an extremely solid game. Uh, if you don't have it, I would rarely recommend putting it in your collection, especially if you play with people who haven't played a lot of games and you want to pull out a, a really solid classic gateway game. It's an eight and a half for me for that. Um, I'll also mention that it's ranked 83 overall on Board Game Geek. That has nothing to do with my rating. I just wanted to toss this back and ask you what you thought about that.
0: Yeah, I think that is... I think that's good. I think that's spot on. Actually, it's a it's a seven point six overall, but it has thirty eight thousand ratings. Like this is a a really popular game, and uh, yeah, and with the anniversary edition that just came out, I think it it's definitely kind of boosted that even more because there's a lot of people who who are new to the hobby that haven't played this, and I I'm with you. I recommend. I recommend having this in either in your collection or somebody in your group needs to have this. I think it's it's a lot of fun and yeah. it's it's a pretty reasonable. Yeah, I was price just looking too. it up. Did you already pull that up? Yeah, so it's thirty about thirty eight bucks on on Amazon for um, for that regular edition.
1: Yeah, I think that's worth it. It's totally worth it. Yeah, for forty bucks. Yeah,
0: I didn't say this. Remember on number nine when I said the box was absurdly big? Yeah. Same for Stone Age. The box doesn't have to be this big
1: probably doesn't. I haven't I haven't thought about that. Yeah,
0: and you can probably I'm 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 positive that you could fit the expansion in there if you had that. I it's cuz it's
1: such an older game like back then it wasn't they just I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it you know, it's it's big on the shelf and yeah. you know people see I mean like power grid and
1: like you thinking about like Concordia we've yeah. talked about some yeah. of these more classic like maybe some of they were just kind of like hey. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah anyway. that that could be the case, but regardless, I don't think it matters. I think you should have this game in your collection.
1: I do too. It's it's just one of those like staples. You know, I yep. I just feel like it's a it's a it's a staple that if you don't have it for forty bucks, you know why not? Honestly, and they also have if you want to teach your kids, they have like my first Stone Age and stuff like that, which would be separate games we're not going to talk about. But yeah, you have that we do,
0: and wow, that's been a big hit for. Uh, so we have a seven year old and a three year old. When the seven year old was. Uh, probably four, we picked this up, maybe four or five, and he's really enjoyed that. We've pl- also played this with our three year old who, you know, can't really play it but plays with us in the big chunky pieces. If you have younger kids, my first Stone Age is one of our favorites. That's a fantastic kids' game. So, anyway, that's going to do it for Stone Age. I gave it an eight, John gave it an eight and a half. Let's go ahead and go on to our second review, and that's going to be for Istanbul. Istanbul is a 2-5 player game published in 2014 by Alderac Entertainment Group, or AEG. The designer is Rudiger Dorn, the artists are Andreas Reisch, and Hans-George Schneider. It plays in 40-60 minutes for ages 10 and up. In Istanbul, players take on the role of merchants, running around Istanbul to be the first to collect a set number of rubies before the other players. At the beginning of the game, 16 tiles will be placed in a 4x4 grid, making up the different locations. On the player's turn, they will take their stack of wooden discs and move them up to two spaces away. If there's not a disc of their color in that location, they will leave a disc in that spot and take the action of the space. If there is a disc of their color in that location, they will add the disc to their stack and then take that action. So players are trying to be efficient in moving around the board. There are many actions in the game, so I'll be brief in describing them. One action a player can take is to visit the warehouse to gain fabric, spice, or fruit. When a player uses this location, they will max out their wheelbarrow for that particular good. The wheelbarrow starts off with two spaces for each good, so they'll need to upgrade it at the Wainwright, which is a space to pay 7 Lira to add another space for the goods available. Players can take spaces that will allow them to gain Lira through rolling the dice or selling goods. There are spaces that allow players to trade in a certain amount of goods or Lira in order to purchase a Ruby as well. Players can also visit the mosque in order to gain bonus tiles that will make it easier for them to win. A player can even go to the police station to set a family member free in order for them to go to another location on the board in order to take that action. Once family members of another player are free, you can catch them and send them back to the police station and gain a reward in the form of 3 Lira or a bonus card that will give a player a boost. If a player lands on the fountain space, they're able to gather up all the loose disc for their color back under their merchant to start over. This game is all about efficiency and building an engine through gathering lira and goods in order to trade for rubies or to buy rubies. Essentially this is done through the pick up and deliver mechanism. The player who can gain the determined amount of rubies depending on the player count, the fastest will be the winner. Now let's see what we think of Istanbul. All right, so our second review is a game that is also really popular, like Stone Age. Um, This one's called Istanbul by by popular designer (laughs) Rudiger Dorn, who did another game that I like, Karuba. The funny thing about Istanbul is this game came out in 2014, so it's not like super old. But I, I didn't play this... Right away, for sure. This was a couple years into that before I got a chance to play it. Although I had heard so many good things about it and the production value, I thought you know looked cool and all that. But for some reason, I just kind of resisted it. I don't know. But then I got to play it. Uh oh. And then we'll talk about that oh. later. Oh. Let's talk about the art and components to start off. What do you think, John?
1: Oh, they're 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 good. Um, I, <laughs> oh, I no 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 dead. no no. no. I don't mean that in a bad way. Like. <laughs> I actually kind of like the washed-out look a lot of times, and the the front box has that. It depends on what the style is to be, you know what I mean. And like for this, it makes a lot of sense. Like I like the art um, better than in Stone Age for sure. In this game, I'm not gonna say it's like way better but i i do like it I, I think it's got it are you talking about box art or you're talking about i'm gonna say in everything okay. i like I, I, I think it's for me i like it a step above now i'm not gonna say it's amazing and i think it's just incredible i think it fits the game and i, I don't know. i think it's overall good the rubies are kind of cool you know that you have mm-hmm. on the things um everything else the the cardboard's fine you know the wainwright you know the little things that you add the, Parts To your cart and stuff are nice and thick, they're fine. Um, you know, overall, it's all f- solid.
0: It's funny because I think I like the box art better than Istem- in Istanbul. Uh, when you're looking at regular Stone Age, yeah. I, st- I still Would think like I like the, the Stone board Age board anniversary better? better.
1: But when I think about the board, I think I'm gonna have a coffee drinking game for every time you say Stone
2: Age anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got I've, been doing Stone that. Age I've been doing that yeah. the whole time.
0: <laughs> um, the but when I look at the board. On both of them. I think I like Stone Age board better. Mainly because the art on the on those tiles for Istanbul are probably better, but I don't look at them. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, oh, I, yeah never, I never sense. pay attention to what the art is on those, but I do on the Stone Age board. Sure. Because yeah. it, I don't know, it's like integrated better or something like I that. I think I
1: like the box of Istanbul for sure better. And then the board art is kind of a toss up, but overall because I like the box so much better so much better honestly I th- I think that I give it that notch up for me sure but anyway
0: yeah when you look at the when you look at the art on the tiles they're fantastic really the, the Istanbul good, yeah. I think it really is good it's just it's not as prominent for some reason I guess because you're just looking at the you know what what am I going to do on this tile yeah
1: and it's it, it kind of reminds me of Roll for the Galaxy how we talked about the same thing how like it's it, you're so focused on what it does sometimes mm-hmm. you're missing the beauty of the art or whatever
0: yeah yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, another Gugong's probably that way for me too. That uh, that newer game, like I think the art on that's really cool, but it I don't pay attention to it when I'm playing the game. It's just kind of a kind of a background thing. Yeah,
1: and with Istanbul, there's just you're. I mean, for though, if anyone's never played it, it's a, what a five by four set of tiles that you're moving around to spots.
0: Well, when you're playing the yes, I'm talking
1: about this, the base game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like it doesn't. They don't really paint a well meshed together picture necessarily it's not like dis you know fragmented but because of the nature of the game it's not like as pretty maybe as Dean would probably say as the Stone Age board being laid out and you looking at it all flowing together so well right
0: right but the but the components on this the the cardboard the tiles all the cardboard is is really thick sturdy cardboard in Istanbul I yeah. really like it the the you already mentioned this the rubies I think are really cool. Uh the card stock is fine on the mini cards and, and you know, sometimes you people will complain, I want big standard cards over mini cards. Not in this game, you want mini cards because they need to be able to fit on the tiles. Uh so I, I really like the, the you know, the 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 wooden pieces for your characters, yeah. the disc, all that. I, I think the production value is fantastic in this yeah, game. Yeah, I
1: think it's good. Like I guess it to me it's a very solid. Yep. Good stuff. All right. What about the gameplay, John? The gameplay. All right. So I played this game maybe a couple years after it came out or something like that. I can't remember. um, A friend came over to the house and had it. And I think it's the same thing as what Dean said. For whatever reason, I wasn't just like, I can't wait to play this game. But when he brought it over, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd like to play Istanbul. And I remember the first time playing it and going, that's pretty solid. And then not... Well, actually a little while after that, I did pick it up, and I purchased it, and my wife and I played it, and we liked it quite a bit, and and we've played it a decent amount. Um, If you haven't played, I know Dean's done his overview, because he does it before this. Yep. That's what he does. Every time. (laughs) Um, But it is a a, a basic pick-up-and-deliver game, and really, the crux of Istanbul is being more efficient than your opponent can you get to the certain spots to be able to get the goods, to pay for the rubies faster and more efficiently than who you're playing against. That's the whole game. Yeah, yep. And and so I think it's... Honestly, it's a very solid game. It's well-designed. I really do. It, it, it feels extremely smooth when you're playing the game. I don't feel any hiccups or anything like that by any stretch. It's very smooth. Um, my only kind of... I enjoy this game, but the only... Kind of negative is it? It becomes. It can become. I don't know if mathematical is the right word, but I'm literally. I don't feel really drawn in by the theme. Though you could. Do you think it's thematic? It. Um, it can be if you wanted it to be. Yeah, not really. Because no, because your ruby. I mean, you're going. You're, you've got your card, and you're going around and trying to get rubies.
0: You can make it thematic. I would you say that. You could
1: make it, but I don't feel. I feel like it. The more I play it, the more math crunchier it just becomes yeah
0: there are certain things that that make it feel feel thematic to me I think so like you know building up your um, your wheelbarrow thing you know I think that's that's uh, kind of thematic in the rubies and all that like like you were saying Um, but but overall not really like you don't feel like you're going to you know these locations or anything there's nothing
1: yeah and you send your family members and they get out of jail yeah now that's thematic I think that's it is but they keep going back and then they well they get caught they get caught yeah and then they go back out and then they get caught and then mm-hmm. they go back out is that realistic because uh, I only play games that are very realistic
0: my experience <laughs> in prison is that limited a, so
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did you say was, I only play very realistic games <laughs> that is all I play that oh, is a boy. joke I like going into fantasy world yeah but my I, life is a fantasy world
0: <laughs> I'm moving I'm bringing which is why it we're going
1: to go and do the fantasy twitter poll look at all that
0: connection I was making right there <laughs> All right, I'm bringing it back. So I think no, it's not super thematic, and it is mathy, uh, which you can kind of get stuck in some loops too. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, so you're trying to build, you're trying to build somewhat of an engine from the tiles that are out there, like looking at the tiles and saying, what's the best route that I can take? Because so- there are
1: how many in the base game that you can get rubies from. There's the one with all the money. There's the one with the goods. And then you can get them from the mosques.
0: The wheelbarrow. And and the wheelbarrow.
1: uh There's multiple ways to get it, but there's a couple ways that have a lot of rubies. And that's going goods or going heavy money.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, you might make a loop and say, okay, I'm going to get this mosque tile that lets me uh, re-roll my dice or or, or change one of the faces to a four. And you can do that every time you roll your dice. So you can say, all right, I'm going to grab that. And then I'm gonna to go to the one that allows me to roll the dice to get money, and then I'm gonna go from there to upgrading my wheelbarrow or selling um, or or buying a ruby, yeah. And just kind of doing that loop, and
1: that's not a bad thing. It gets boring though. It can be boring. That, um, that's a negative. And I'll say this: I feel like, and maybe medieval Town will scream at me. I feel like that red card, the first person to go, can go get that first, and it's way, it's over, it's more powerful than any of the other ones. I don't, it's, I don't think it's overpowered. I, I, I wouldn't say maybe. it's way over, but I think it's more powerful than the others, for sure. I don't think there's even a question, which is kind of it's boring to me. Like, it's, it's your strategy, though, right? Like, It's powerful for that strategy, but not necessarily for all strategies. Yeah, and maybe that's right. Maybe people like, are saying it's not. There's other ones that are. But, I mean, I'm just thinking of whenever I've used the other ones. I use the other one, that one, way more than any of the other ones. But maybe it's because I'm dumb and I don't think of how to use those. Yeah, that it could be. That could be, be. <laughs> that could be <laughs> the case. No, I, I don't know. I, and again, this you, could be. A, you,
2: yeah,
0: it, this could be a situation where, like you said, somebody could be yelling at the radio and say, "No, that's just not true." Because mm-hmm. the, the truth is, if you spread yourself out more on the board, um, then you would really want that that mock tile that gives you the um, where you can draw a disc back into your um into your stack you know because you don't want to yeah, but you have just, to pay
1: for that too don't you, you? do
0: you pay you pay two dollars i think is what it is yeah but um but i still think that can be really helpful it's not one that i often get a lot of because i usually focus on buying rubies yeah. like i or, or gaining a lot of money is usually the strategy that i go with but i don't know if that's the best strategy it's maybe it's not
1: I, maybe you should could go for the goods and pull those guys and use your money to do that yeah
0: maybe so I I don't I don't really know the answer to that and you I think you said four by five grid is it five by five no actually the base game is four by four oops Daisy yeah and that's then, right it's a square yeah and then the um, as you add expansion stuff it gets it gets bigger than that but um, but yeah so I think that can be a negative that you get stuck in a loop but at the same time I, l- I like that you can figure out the, the layout of the board. Like you look at the layout and say, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to go this strategy. So I'll be able to go over here to take these goods, to go over here to, to, um, to trade those goods in order to buy a, a, a Ruby or sell those to get a lot of money to go on the, like, I, I like that looking at the board and figuring yeah, out. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's one of my things I really enjoy about it is that it has, uh, you can do, um, you can change the layout every game. If, it, if the layout didn't change, this game would not be fun. I don't think, because I think you could kind of memorize oh, the strategy. Yeah, yeah. But because you can, it is fun. Yep. Yeah. And like you said, that is one of the more fun parts about it, is kind of figuring out your strategy based on how the tiles are, are laid out. Yeah. Yeah, I would quite enjoy that.
0: Yeah, and this is one, so we didn't mention much expansion stuff in the, um, in the Stone Age review. But in this one, I do think that just the base game itself can get samey. Uh, and I I really like this game by the way. Um and you'll hear that in my final thoughts, but I I really enjoy it. But if I'm just playing the base game, I don't know how how much how much, how many legs, how much legs? How many, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how What's how happening much right I would love this game to play it over and over again. Is that a new phrase, how much legs? Like you know, you say that, right? Like I don't know how much leg
1: is this many legs? That's what I say all the time. Okay. Someone's like, would you like your eggs medium or over easy? I say, oh, it depends on how many legs. When in Rome.
0: <laughs> I am the worst at saying these these idioms that make no sense in the context of... I know. Of... You're going to eat
1: your hat about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I under- but, the, but, but the base I do game, what I think, can saying. get too same. And in. I think that that is why, and I, I'm going to say this, though I, I enjoy this game. I think when I first started playing Istanbul... It was. I, it's been one that has definitely declined in my ratings over time. Base game, base game. Yeah. And now I've only played the Mocha and Bakshish, and I it really adds a lot, and I quite I much enjoy that. But right now we're talking base game, and it has been a steady decline. And I'm not saying it's because I've played Istanbul a million times. I haven't. I've right. played it. I don't know. Twenty something times in my life, or something like that, probably. Um, but it, it, I feel like it, it is getting. Even though you can change the tiles, I do feel like it does get samey. Now that being said, twenty something times is a lot of play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Do you like? Do you like exploring the different strategies, or do you think you kind of? No, on? I like exploring the different strategies.
1: Yeah. I don't like. I don't. That's why I. I don't always win because I. Do that, especially when I play Dean. Dean waxed me at this game the other day.
0: I did. When we did, when we he played the other day, to the I took my normal strategy that I go. But I, but I, the thing I do like about this game is that you exploring those different strategies, I think is, is, it's neat.
1: I like that. Yeah. And I do, I, I enjoy doing that as well. So that's a, that's a big positive. Yeah.
0: But I, I would say I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the final thoughts. Um, so with this game, the base game itself, I think I would probably give this a uh I'd probably give the the base game an eight, okay One that that's a good score. I, I actually had the score in my mind um, but I, I thought about changing it as we were talking about it. but yeah, so the base game itself I would give an eight because I really like it. I think it's a lot of fun. but as I would play and i've I've played this probably 20 30 times as well. Um, and I still think it's fun, but it, part of it, that's been spread out too, right? That's been spread out over years. Now, if I were to sit down right now and play this game twenty times in a row, I would probably knock the base game down to about a seven and a half,
1: just because it would feel too samey. So we played it yesterday. Are you? Would you be pretty excited about playing it again right now? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And well, the
0: thing we didn't mention is this game is fast.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: the the thing I mentioned about Stone Age being. Uh, kind of overstaying its welcome. This game does not overstay its welcome. No, it's quick. Especially you know, we, if you know what a, you're doing. We played two a two
1: player game, game. In 30 minutes. In 30 games. That's yeah, how bad he minutes. beat me. Yes. I had three rubies and he had all six of his. It <laughs> was did. a manslaughter. I did. I had a horrible board gaming day yesterday, by the way. Oh. I played three games and did terrible on all the games. I'm sorry. You know, I don't like when that happens. I had a, I had a pretty good game. I don't care about losing, but. Uh when I get slaughtered in every game I play, that is not fun. I just need to go back and play with the people I beat just to boost my morale. <laughs> All
0: right, so back to my thoughts. Um I would I'm going to give the base game an 8. Now, if I factor in the expansions, I've only played the Mokum Bakshis 1 as well. Um but the the uh what is it, seals and letters or whatever, the one where you're shipping the the letters and and gaining rubies that way, uh I think is it sounds cool. I just haven't played with that yeah. yet. But I would say throw in the expansion stuff because it adds variability. It adds so much more to the game, uh, and because the board gets bigger, there's actually spaces that let you move faster on the board yeah. without having to, uh, you know, do your m- normal move two spaces and drop a disc or pick up a disc. So with everything added in, I would say probably an eight and a half. I can't Well, I'm seeing everything. Mocha
1: and Bashish. I would add this. I would bump this up to an eight and a half for me. I really, really enjoy Enjoy this game. So we should have gotten like Alderac to pay us to promote their big box. That they just, as you're talking about all of this, I would actually say, are you done with your final thoughts, or is there something else you want to say? I mean, Go I gotta, ahead, John. I just, you
0: just do what you're going to do. I
1: just, I'm like a bull in a china shop on the on the
0: podcast. I'm like, oh, let me do what I'm. Uh, I'm going to talk about this. Oh, are you still talking?
1: Yeah, I know. I'm just. Saying, I'm still. No, I'm done. Eight, right eight, now. and an eight and a half with the expansions. Okay. Um. So. Because I've kind of talked about what I've talked about, that was stating the obvious, huh? I've talked about what I've talked about. Um, because of the little the sameness, a little bit, um, it's gotten. And I'm just talking about the base game as well. Um, but it's still fun. It's still a really smooth game. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. I think it's a, I think it's a good game. Um, I would like when we go back and look at the board game geek thing. Eight says very good. Enjoy playing and would suggest it which is what dean gave it uh seven says good usually willing to play i feel like i'm right in the middle of those i would suggest it um it's a it's especially um if it's someone getting new into the hobby great p- good game to teach someone pick up and yeah. deliver and it's still it's still i mean i still like to play it but there are times like if dean said let's play istanbul again i would say mm, i think i would like to play mm-hmm. but I, i'm not like yes i can't wait to play now if you add some expansions, that's. Different story, yeah, yeah. Um, and so a seven and a half for me. I will say that on Amazon, the base game is only 33 bucks, totally worth it, yeah. Like, I have no, and then it, on Amazon, I don't know what it's like on Cool Stuff Inc. and stuff, but the big box, um, has that come out yet or is that coming out?
0: No, it's it's out, it's out, right now. it's six it dollars. That's a
1: good deal, yeah.
0: Go for the big box, I yeah. Think. That's what
1: I was gonna say, and I, I say all that to say. If you, unless you just don't have the money, the financial resources, I would immediately go for the big box. Wouldn't even think twice about it. Yeah, the It'll shelf space could be another too.
0: factor, but I don't think so. I think if you, if you're interested in this, like John said, go for the big box because um, if if you like the game. Then it it is a no brainer. The expansion's a no brainer. I think it just adds
1: more of and and doesn't add too much to the complexity of it. So, so I also want to mention a couple things too. Um, it won the Kinder Spill de Jars, right? Yep, I believe it did. You think that's a thing that totally worth it? Uh, uh, do I think the game is worth it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think so too. I'm I, not. I'm just just asking. Like, I, I it's, yeah. it's a good game
0: and it's unique. There's not a lot of games like this. You know, there's. Really, I'm I'm trying, I'm kind of struggling. I know that there are some there are. games, like some people have compared Five Tribes, which is a game that we've talked about that uses that Mancala. This is not that Mancala
1: motion. I've seen it compared to some other games as well, but I just, I think this one's very unique. Yeah. I think there are, there are definitely games that are done that, but I just think some of, I mean, people are probably just rattling them off, but I just don't know if I've played Pick Up and Deliver is not my favorite mechanic. It's not bad though.
0: Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's I, I enjoy it. So I Istanbul base game is an eight for me, eight and a half with the expansion. John gives it a seven and a half. Your and age. before
1: we end the episode, ranked number ninety five overall. Yeah, both of these are really high. You Stone agree age. with that? Yes. And based on your rating, oh, you've rated them both an eight. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you just just a gut. Which one do you like better?
0: Well, okay. I mean, I've I've already kind of given the answer to yeah. this. But, I mean, I know, based, I like,
1: on, based on the ratings, like, for example, with Stone Age, I bumped it up just because it's a great gateway game. But for you, Dean, Town wants to know, since you rated them both an 8, which game would you prefer playing most of the time?
0: Well, again, I'm throwing in the expansions because I have them, and I'm going to play with them, right? So, I I, I give the, the nod to Istanbul. Really? Just I thought you would game. actually say... No, with just the base game, I would still give the nod to Istanbul. Mm. Probably because really the thing that knocks Stone Age for me uh, in eights really high. It's not like a bad game. I love that game, but it can overstay its welcome. And that's the big thing. And Mm. Istanbul does not at all
1: overstay its welcome. Yeah, because you can tell by my ratings, I would prefer Stone Age, but I still enjoy both of these games.
0: Yep. That's gonna do it for our our uh, throwback reviews and throwback
1: reviews and our throwback episode.
0: Yes, the throwback episode where we take a visit to the Meeple Town Museum. John, why don't you tell people how they can
1: get in touch with us? Yes, yeah, so get in touch with us whenever we do the polls. Like um, sometimes we've had really great. Twitter action, and sometimes not so much, but maybe it's the person who's putting out the polls. But if you want to get in contact and keep in touch with us, besides the podcast, we would love for you to do so. Uh, and so at Town Games on Twitter and on Instagram. Also, if you look up MeepleTown on YouTube, there is another MeepleTown, I'll just say that. Uh, we're the one that has, we have more videos um, now. They don't do it anymore, so I just want to throw that out. We're the one with the blue logo, and you can see I guess they can't. They don't know what our faces look like if they haven't been on YouTube. You should go on the YouTubes and look at our gorgeous faces. Oh dear. <laughs> um, also, um, if you would, we would love for anyone to uh, rate us on like iTunes because we're on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. So giving us five stars is just huge for us because we are just getting rocking and rolling with this to be real and we it, every little bit helps us and if you don't subscribe to our YouTube channel it would be awesome if you did that it would help us continue to grow Meeple Town so thank you very much
0: absolutely you can also connect with us on the Board Game Geek Guild number 3407 we have some conversations 3407 some conversations going on there um, so check us out and we need more people over there for sure but that's gonna do it for episode number 12 thanks for coming down to Meeple Town